This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. In the meantime, it's 5.41 and it's time for Trending Today, where it's about how one person's delicious meal might be another person's tasteless mess. Controversial statement incoming, right? Um, Because we have this original tweet that says, I have something to ask. Please don't get angry. I'm genuinely curious. Why are the meals prepared by Sabahan people not good? Okay, to be clear, we are not saying this. A person is saying this on Twitter. They are also apologizing, seemingly curious about... um, the, the, the tastiness of food, right? Um, so then they, a, a number of people actually responded. So for instance, Nosindwalan replied to say, um, food and appetite is different, that's all. If you observe closely, um, Sabahan food is uh, less heavy on the spice. And therefore, maybe the Samananjong taste palette is more used to the Rampah Ratos and therefore find Sabahan food bland. But this, of course, as you said, Lynn, opens up a whole quite controversial question around tastelessness versus delicious, bland food versus overly spiced food, all of which can be quite a potential minefield. I think so much of it. Okay, so there is obviously the, I'm not going to say Semenanjung Sabah divide because I don't think it's just that. I do think um, a lot of it has to do with how you were raised, where you come from. Um, but, you know, frankly, I know of friends who ha- who grew up in households where their mothers never used salt. Wow. Yeah, like no salt mm. or very little salt. And so when they first tasted outside food, they got hooked. <laughs> I think it's the, the opposite reaction to what um, what their mom probably wanted. But my point is, I think, I think when it comes to food... Um, there's a lot of foundational stuff that happens, right? Based on like what you ate in your childhood uh, and what you ate in your childhood might then be based on where you come from, which um, if it's Sabah, as we're seeing in this instance, might mean that you have a different approach to ingredients. So it's it's also what you associate with um, certain food experiences, right? So like uh, in my family, I feel like... The addition of chili and and spiciness is something that we of I often associate with like growing up because there's a certain point when you're growing up where suddenly they're like oh okay we can start adding a little bit more of the spicy food to your to your meal. Um, I also associate uh, food that is less spiced or less flavored with being ill. You know um, when you're not well, you're made to eat things that um, are low on spice, low in um, I don't know salt that texturally is very soft um, and so then I don't necessarily for instance I have a we talked about this I have an aversion to porridge mostly because I often associate the texture in particular but also the the taste with being sick and being a child yes um, sick food is a thing in every culture I feel everyone has some version of porridge and, and that but I also know people who consider it comfort and, yeah. and that's something that we're seeing in the tweets as well so Pichi Bajik says I feel like Samananjung food lacks veggie and variety and the well, and they suck at cooking veggies. Uh, everything they want is just spicy. Everyone wants masak lemak. They all taste the same. Uh, it's either so spicy you can't enjoy the flavour or it's bland. Maybe it's just me. I do still like some semenanjung food though, like laksa pinang, lontong and so on. And Louise also says, to be honest, I think Sabahan cooking focuses on the freshness and enhancing existing flavours of the produce. Whether you're getting pickled bambangan or even something as simple as a bowl of fish mihun. 
Nurul says you might call it bland, but Sabahan food screams comfort. My mother-in-law cooks everything so simply and yet it tastes so freaking awesome. Um, and then people are also commenting on the amount of flavour um, that I guess Semenanjung people insist on infusing into their food. So um, Sangzi says, coming from someone who used to live in Borneo, Semenanjung people feel that Sabah, Sabah food is tasteless because they're used to flavour food flavorful food in kale try a local borneo dish it's really good um However, if you bring it over here and you adjust it to the Semenanjung taste, I don't think it's going to be good either. So I found this really interesting in the context of, let's say, something like French food, right? Which is known for its like subtle flavours and a hint of rosemary or a sprig of thyme or whatever. Butter. Yes, whereas like if you're used to, say, Indian food with its multiple layers of spice and different flavourings all coming together in one dish, you might find French food quite bland. And so a lot of this is quite relative. Even Japanese food, which thrives on a certain freshness of flavour, if you are more partial to, say, Thai food with yeah. the very sharp, like, like chilli and the acid. galangal and the acid, you might find Japanese food, frankly, off-putting. Yeah. And then the flip side is true, right? As we are seeing here with, well, uh, food in Semenanjung is overly overly spiced or overly seasoned, where if you come from a place where the ingredient is prized, for example, then you might find a curry offensive so because it's the, smothering flavour. What's the mo- what's your barometer? What's the most tasteless thing you've had? I don't love porridge. Um, <laughs> I, you've already taken that one, so I feel like I can't. Um, but I, I'm not a great representative of Chinese people, I feel, in the sense that porridge is not my thing. Soups are not my thing. I will have it if forced, but, but I, I don't really seek it out, even though I get that it's comforting and that it's got that nice, I'm trying to be kind, clean <laughs> flavour. Um, but I'm not the biggest fan of like soupy, porridgey meals. I feel like you and I are doing a really bad job representing our respective communities because even though I said porridge, um, actually, if you made me choose, I'd pick idli. Um, and, and, you know, South Indians everywhere are going to come for me because they love idli so much. I find it so bland. I know you're supposed to eat it with like a chutney or a, a sambar or whatever. But despite that, I feel like all I taste is the blandness of the spongy idli. For me, it's a punishment meal. Yeah, so that's the thing, right? But then, right circumstances, maybe things can change. I will also stand up for Sabahan food. I think Sabahan food's fantastic. I've always had good meals there. I've always enjoyed... I I, I can't... I, I mean, if you're asking me about tastelessness, I don't think that experience is one that I've had in Sabah. And I've been quite a lot. So um, just, just to say, not every Semenanjung person feels the same way. Anyway, we are talking about, well, really, taste buds. And actually, the question we want to know or we want to ask you is, what's the most tasteless dish <laughs> you've ever had? Call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Bringing fresh meaning. BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, it is 5.52. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And we've been talking about tasty versus tasteless dishes. This comes from a tweet uh, that asked politely why Sabahan food doesn't taste as good. I disagree. I mean, I I, I said it earlier. I'm just going to say it again. I don't agree. But that this has opened up a conversation about the relativity of taste buds. So we're asking you... 
What's the most tasteless dish you've ever had? <laughs> you can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Predictably, we have gotten many people defending Sabah food. Let's uh, get through some of those first. Well, Anderson says my wife is Sabahan and she prepares excellent meals for us all the time. Um, Anderson is defending his family member. Others are throwing their family members under the bus. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, meanwhile, CF says, Sabahan street food, uh, mi tuaran, sang nyuk mian, mi bofet, um, all of which I agree with. Tuaran mi is great. I've had tuaran mi not in Sabah, so I want to know what it's I like in Sabah. I don't think it's Sabah. the same. Yeah, but I, I, I agree. I don't know that I necessarily condone this original tweet. But speaking about throwing people under buses, or family <laughs> members in particular, back to that original question about what's the most tasteless thing you've had. Des says, My mother's meat porridge. Ha ha, sorry, but not sorry, mum. I eat it nearly every day while growing up. Ha ha. Definitely not sorry. <laughs> I don't know why you even pretended to be sorry, Des. You don't sound it. Anon says, I've been eating my mum's cooking all my life, but strangely, I don't share her preference for sweeter dessert bubo. I add 30 to 50% more water to suit my taste. Um, I'm also not into spring onions, parsley, and a lot of the greens that she goes for. Everyone in the family is fine with it, making me the odd one out. I didn't learn to eat uh, yisang or bakute, mooncakes, and a whole lot of Chinese dishes until I was a working adult. So it's definitely a very personal thing when it comes to food. Oh, I, I completely agree. I, I think that food is very much personal. And I also think that, um, I think the thing with things that you ate growing up, like like me and my hatred of Italy, sometimes it's things that you get forced to eat or maybe you associate it with a certain kind of experience, right? Yes. Um, and frankly, mothers get thrown under the bus a lot um, for everything. Am I right, moms? But no, but, but in all seriousness, I think it's because um, it is often the food you have no choice but to eat, right? When you're a, when you're younger, it's not really as if you you have... If you don't like it, also, you still have to eat it because more often than not, that's the situation. And I think that that is why while many people have fond memories of their mom's cooking, you also have people saying, eh, not so much. More mothers being taken to task. Uh, an anonymous listener Ayoh. says, most tasteless macaroni with ikan bilis soup. Okay, I've never had that. That does not sound great. I, I don't know. And then they go on to say, my mom's invalid food for us when we're running a fever. So, Yeah. I mean, soup, macaroni soup is also just in general not my thing. I know. So I, I get it. Um, I'm feeling really bad because we've started a trend. Uh, Life says, <laughs> most tasteless is my ex-mother-in-law's food. Also always served cold. Like her heart. I kid. <laughs> you kid, but I also feel like maybe not life. Uh, yeah, and it's also a well-constructed joke. So thank you. <laughs> uh, but okay, some people just taking responsibility for themselves and not their mothers. MZ says, my cooking in first year uni. You know, it's a real rite of passage because if you, well, firstly, if you're hungry and you therefore have to eat or if you are um, short on cash and students often are, there's something you really learn the hard way. If you, you do. cook yourself tasteless food, you learn the hard this way. This is me. Um, I actually learned what what balance of flavours I enjoyed because I just had to eat one too many really bad meals with only soy sauce and some chilli thrown in. My friend once hosted me very sweetly for like a week um, in Australia. Really nice of him. I really appreciated this day. He cooked everything with only sesame oil. And nothing else? Maybe some soy. <laughs> but, but because of his love of sesame oil, he relied on that as a primary seasoning. I'm going to change my earlier answer 
to that meal <laughs> <laughs> because it was sesame rice with sesame vegetables oh, and, th- and that was like three meals yeah yeah okay mm. I, that wins i think yeah yeah says i guess it's based on our own preferences there are recipes that are about enhancing the flavor while there are recipes about the infusion of flavor gordon ramsay failed his pad thai because he failed in the infusing part because he's so used to cooking to enhance flavor meanwhile while i'm cooking for myself i like to use chinese recipes because i still can't figure out what pachah minyak is i love that moment though yeah yeah when you get to the pachah minyak it's fun it is fun. It, it does take a little bit of skill. It does, though. it does. And, yeah. and also you need to actually recognise what it is that you're looking for. <laughs> so I get it. Um, I, I love the mention of Gordon Ramsay failing because people like those examples. They a- do. Especially for Asian food. Yes. Um, let's see. We have... Okay, Arvind says, Have you tried a bodybuilder's meals? Their idea of condiments are black pepper and sriracha. Um, yeah, I have a friend recently who every time I talk about what I'm eating for a meal will respond with, I had roast chicken. Yeah, I was going to say... Um, their idea of condiments are black pepper and sriracha. Their idea of going wild is chicken breast. And <laughs> I, I just really can't. The amount of chicken breast and hard-boiled eggs that end up getting consumed is just problematic to me. I think at least they're not defending it as a, as a delicious meal. No, no. It it's, is an it's, intentional choice. It's a functional meal. It is. That's about all the time we have for today, unfortunately. But keep your thoughts coming. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.